All right, what hey, up, what hey. up, what up, America? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mr. Let Us Worship himself, Mr. Sean, please correct me if I'm wrong, Foyt, correct? Yes, you're yes good. You're I got good. it. You got I it. knew it, man. It's go. a Crushed weird it. spelling. It, it really is. Man, uh, it is an honor to have you, you. here. It really is. I, I, I've been watching. How long is that applause? That's a no. I, I kind of I was I was listening to you and I was like, oh, it's still going. It's a, <laughs> that's a really long one. Uh, we just got a new board, and so we used to have this really good applause one. We've been going through a couple of them there. Anyway, it's so it, good it's to struggle, have you, yeah. man. Dude, I, I'm telling you, I have watched you from afar, and, and it's so cool to finally connect. I watched everything you did during the lockdowns mm -hmm. and, and things like that. For, for people who don't know mm -hmm. who you are and, and everything you did with the Let Us Worship and, and, and now you've got the Hold the Line things you're doing mm -hmm. and, and all the stuff. Just got back from South Africa. Uh, Tell everybody, t tell everybody, like w what it is that you're doing. Well, specifically during the COVID lockdowns, yeah. what happened? So, uh, you know, I, I was living in California at the time, and I, I'm coming, you know, 20 years of missions history, you know, where I've spent time in the persecuted, closed nations of the world, right. and really learned a thing or two, you know, from the underground church and, right. and how they respond in seasons of crisis and persecution and all that stuff. So. In 2020, when, you know, our governor told us we, we couldn't gather, of course, casinos were open, strip clubs were open, yeah. marijuana dispensaries were open. They were all essential. Yep. The church was the problem. The church was the issue. The church was the super spreader. Um, you know, I just called hypocrisy on it. And I just felt like this is crazy. Not only is it unconstitutional, it's not, it's unbiblical. Right. You know, exactly. and so, yeah. And so we just, you know, we circulated a petition um, called Let Us Worship. That's really how it started, really targeting churches in, in, in California, in New York, people that couldn't gather. It was like basically saying, I'm going to take a stand for these biblical values, for what I believe in, for this in the Constitution. The hundreds, hundreds of thousands of people signed it. And then I just felt like, man, we got to put feet to this. So yeah. we started the first ever Let Us Worship gathering on the Golden Gate Bridge, July of 2020 right after we were told we couldn't sing in church. And right. the next day we went to, uh, after that, 400 people shut up. The next day we went to um, Huntington Beach, 1,000 people shut up. Then we went to San Diego, 5,000 people showed up. And it wow. just was like God birthed a movement. Wow, that's yeah. crazy, man. And, and, and like I said, it was, it was so amazing to see you doing this stuff and, and things like that. And, 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 uh, the, you, you were telling me there's actually going to be a documentary yeah. coming out mm. about that. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. I'm, we, we, of course we had a videographer with us that did things like the recaps caught the drama, you know, when Antifa would come and when protesters would come and he, he just kind of brought it real time to people, what was happening and the miracles and people running to the altar and all this stuff. And so we just had enough footage to where, you know, these Vice, Showtime, all these guys approached me to do a doc, but of course they are going to, you know, they're very biased. They oh, hate yeah. the church. Yep. And I didn't feel right going with them. And then some, some buddies that were like really good filmmakers were like, we should tell this story. And so anyway, that began this journey uh, where for over a year they've been working on this and it comes out in theaters the end of September. It's going to come out in 500 theaters across America. Wow! And what's amazing about it is it's not a it's not a cheesy Christian film. We actually just got the rating back. I thought it was going to be R. It's actually going to be rated PG-13. Really, just because of the language of 
Antifa and the protesters. Right, right, right Really right, on right, that right, alone. Yeah. And, oh, uh, so you guys are showing uh, everything then. You're oh, we're, show the we're showing everything. They and, were and protesting the, right outside earlier today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've, yeah, we've gone right in. Of course, when we show up and chop, you know, at the height of the pandemic in Seattle or Waterfront Park in, in, in Portland, you know, on their turf, we're like, this isn't your city. Yeah. You know, we're going to worship here. So anyway... Because of that, we actually share some of their some of their sides. So there's some of the haters on there that are yeah. sharing this, and then there's and then you see what you see, and it's like kind of a cool story because it makes you think when you leave. Right, right. You hear all these viewpoints, but it's undeniable that you're seeing what God's doing. Right. You know? So anyway, I'm I'm excited. I think it's going to inspire a lot of people. Well, I'm excited about it too. I hope. I hope it's coming to South Carolina. If it's oh, not, it'll be there. there. Okay, better. all right, it it'll better be. be there. All right, so before we get into like another dialogue, you also got a book that <laughs> yeah. is not like I, like the whole episode is going to be everything that Sean's doing. It's, it's, it's and incredible. I'm also selling my firstborn child. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tell us about the book. Yeah, so this book is cool. It, it's uh, it comes out in a couple days actually, called Bold: Moving Forward in Faith, Not Fear. And it, what's interesting about this is. I wasn't really trying to be controversial. I was just like trying to write the message of the last few years. Yeah. Like God's full forged this in me, right? This message of being bold. And um, this book was canceled by two of the major say, publishers. I heard that you spoke at Greg Locke's church and mm -hmm. your book got canceled. That's what I heard. Well, there was a bunch of, probably a bunch of things, but I'm sure that had to, some to do with it. I was with Harper Collins, right? They're like uh, one of the biggest, yeah, right, one of the right, biggest, right, right, right. Um, you know, publishers yeah. in, in America, and they, they were excited about the book. They were pushing me to finish it. They were telling me how they're going to market it, and and then they canceled it. So yeah. wow. apparently, there's a couple woke staffers that complained about my political views or something, and it's another story of you know woke employees kind of steering the ship of these giant. Yeah you know, organizations. Did that, did you add another chapter after they canceled the book? Well, did you add, I, I, did you I add think, another I one? think I kind of introed it. Like, I, I feel <laughs> like when, when something like that happens, of course, their desire is to silence you, but they don't realize that it actually creates more controversy and more people think, well, man, why did that get, why did that get canceled? Right. Like, what's spicy? It's pretty, right, you know, right, right. Okay, you know, people get interested. They're like, oh, maybe I do want to read it. It's so interesting it, it, because, because so many books that have been so horrible across the years just debaucherous books that are written they just right. fly off the shelves but oh i mean it's it's unbelievable with them even in their even in their christian division which i don't i wasn't really in their christian division but i mean they promote some of the craziest stuff and i'm like yeah this and you saying this is controversial yeah yeah but i don't know you know we wore it like a badge and got another deal and i'm and i feel like the lord's gonna even gonna use that oh i so. agree well 100 you know what's never good when your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation now treasury secretary janet yellen has finally admitted there have been unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand. Well, you know, Janet, who did understand that would be real Americans and the people who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting your savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical 
gold. And it's not too late for you to take action now. Text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers. Text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 for a free, no-obligation info kit now. Speaking of the Lord, let's talk Jesus for a little bit. Let's, let's talk, talk Jesus. Let's Amen. talk. Let, let's talk about church. Let's talk about all this stuff. So, so you're working, uh, or or at least collaborating with uh, Turning Point Faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, so am I now. I've made the switch officially myself, and I want to talk to you about. You know, we've really been trying to, you know, some people would call it attack. Some people mm-hmm. would call it flamethrower. You know, whatever. I would just call it confronting. Um, what I like to call woke Christianity yeah. that, that, that is that is going on. I've actually had a lot of conversations with, um, I don't know if you know him, John Cooper from Skillet and, yeah. and whatnot. Um, we've had a lot of deep conversations about this. And I actually met John probably four years ago. Okay. And when I first met John, he was very much on the Christian side of that, which he still is, but, but you know, didn't speak out about what was going right. on or anything like that. And we had good conversation. And, and I told him when the mics were cut off, I said, hey, man, you know, I, I really believe deep down that sooner rather than later, we're going to need people that are in Christian world to start speaking more right. about what's going on in yeah. our culture and in our society. Mm-hmm. And in, in, in passing, it was just kind of like, ah, oh, you know, well, you know, maybe we'll see. And then literally two years later, the pandemic happens. Right. And, and, you know, I've always believed that, and I'd love your thoughts on this. I've always believed that big C church has issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and COVID didn't do anything but just expose what was right. already there. Yeah. Um, it would appear to me that we have not all of them, you know, th- there, there's obviously a small exception of uh, churches and pastors and Christians like yourself that are that are going counterculture. But mm-hmm. but but the majority, mm-hmm. on the other hand, seem to be just buying this this woke bias that mm-hmm. uh, we can't talk about anything that's going to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah. Uh, we have to make everybody feel good. We have to make everybody feel happy. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to love the sinner, never address the sin, ever. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that? I, I'd love to hear what, what, yeah. what you think is going on in the American church. Yeah, I mean, I, f- I feel like, you know, it, I think it's actually an incredible season. And I'll tell you why. I, I feel like that the polarization we're experiencing is necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I think, you, you know, you used to be able to, there used to be like a really big gray area, you know, where mm-hmm. you could kind of just stay in and waffle in and you could do whatever. Well, that, that gray area is shrunk. Yeah. You know, and, and people can't hide anymore. Right. You know, you couldn't, I mean, you, you were even facing these narratives in the pandemic. Well, if you really love Jesus, you'd, you know, wear three masks and, and watch a live stream in your room alone. And I'm sitting here thinking like, where is that in the Bible? That's yeah, nowhere. Like Jesus walked into sickness. Jesus uh-huh. brought the light to darkness. We have a, the great commission. Yeah. It's not us going into hiding. It's us actually taking a stand and bringing hope mm. and healing yeah. in seasons of crisis. So really people were confronted with 
the, the, their theological foundations of what do we really believe? I mean, for worship leaders, I'm a worship leader too. Do we believe the words we sing? Right. Like, can mm. we say, can we sing I'm no longer a slave to fear and then be afraid to go to church? Yeah. Can mm. we... Waymaker, way miracle worker. Do we believe these things right, that right. we say? And, 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 it, and it exposed, it exposed the, 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 really the foundations of what we believe, you know? And I think it was good. And those foundations are still being exposed. Um, we, we read about it in the Bible, you know, in the end times, there's a sifting, there's a shaking, there's a great revealing of who the church really is. Right. And I mean, mm. you know, I get the privilege of, I've gone to, you know, we were in Detroit last weekend with 5,000 people. I mean, this is our 160th city. So I get to see there actually is a remnant rising. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and the, you know, for lack of a better word, the frauds are kind of being exposed. Yeah. And they're, and they're given an opportunity to, to reevaluate their faith. Right. You know, and say, do I really believe this stuff? Because Jesus spoke to every single cultural crisis. Yes. Oh. Very clear. Yes. He spoke very clear. And I think that the... They the, killed the, him for it. The, yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the word of God gives us all that we need to combat the lies of culture. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And we just have to speak it. Yeah. So No, I, I, I agree. And, and so I, I tell people all the time that I believe what's going to happen is I'm more on your side of things. At politics, I have no idea. The church, (laughs) Christianity, on the other hand, I do not think America is dead yet. I I do think that we have a revival stirring Mm. and brewing and coming for for, for God Mm. uh, across America. And then hopefully that spreads across the world Mm. as well. Um, I think that we are entering into a very interesting time where I think that we had a lot of people very much like, you know, I come from the political world. And from that, I've been I've been privileged enough to, to, to meet many people like yourself that come from church world. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, what I have found is that once you get deep into church world, you realize it's not that different from political world. Yeah. Uh, church world, unfortunately... They've got their clicks. They've got right. their, oh, don't go talk at that church, or oh, you can't talk to that right, pastor, right, or oh, you right. can't do this and this and that. And and what I see is happening is we created this, this fake thing of what a pastor looks like or what a evangelist looks like or what a worship leader looks like or, or what a preacher looks like or, or whatever it may be. And kind of like we're seeing in the political world, those, 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 those illusions are being shattered. Mm-hmm. I think that we're going to have a very similar thing in Christianity. I think mm-hmm. the people, I think people are going to start to emerge that people never would have imagined like, oh, oh, that person's a Christian. Right. Wow. That person. Wow. Do you hear what that person's saying? Yeah. Why is our pastor that's wearing the suit and tie not saying these right. things? Yeah. But this person is saying this stuff. I think that we're going to see a new generation of pastors, missionaries, evangelists, it's just all the above. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'd love your thoughts on that. That's what I see, yeah. and that's what I believe. I, I would love to hear what, what yeah, you Yeah, I mean, you know, I think what's sad um, is, is w- w- no matter what the cultural issue is, whether it's, you know, abortion or whether it's um, uh, gender ideology or whatever, like, really right now, politicians are kind of the most, the most bold. Like yeah. I, I look at, for example, DeSantis or, or whoever, like, and I love him. And I love those guys. Like the way that they're attacking the cultural issues, that's what the church should be doing. Thank you. You know, that's and, what and I've people, been saying and, for forever. Yeah. And people, people, 
and and it, and I'll say this too, as much as I love those guys and I've spent time with him and, 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 and they're great people. Yeah. But it's never a good thing when the church is following a politician. Correct. Absolutely. Mm. And so yes. and so and so this is this is why we we like and I feel like these guys and I, I tell pastors this, I'm like, dude, I mean, how how are we listening to, you know, my friend Josh Hawley, the senator, talk about the definition of a woman, like he's speaking to Congress. Yeah clearer than most pastors are speaking to their church. Yeah, exactly. Like, no. it shouldn't be like this, you know? And I, I agree. I, I, we, tell me, tell me if you, if you, if you feel this way too. And if you don't, please disagree with me here. Like, like this is an open forum show. <laughs> yeah, you can, uh, I, I feel that the church is starting, well, not starting to, has been doing mm-hmm. what politics has done a lot. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, in politics, we see it all the time, this, this, this taming of words, this changing of what things mean or, or putting things like, oh, oh, you disagree with me? Well, you're a racist, right. you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Church world has started to seem like, well, we can't talk about that because that's a political issue. Right. And because that's a political issue, like, like oh, I can't, I can't, I wish I could, man. I wish I could talk about those things, but I can't because that's a political thing. And the church shouldn't talk about political things when I can go into what Thomas Jefferson meant for yeah. church and state all day. Uh, he wanted to keep the government out of the yeah. church, not the other way around. But, but, but it seems like pastors and churches and church leadership are using the word political and they're just putting whatever it is that's yeah. uncomfortable to talk about under that yeah. category to try to wash their hands. All right, right now, every business is trying to nickel and dime you. They squeeze you to offset their increasing costs, and honestly, it's a mess. Not Pure Talk. Pure Talk drew the line in the sand and said, stop spitting in the face of the American public. That's why I switched to them. You can lock in talk, text, and data on America's most reliable 5G network for just 30 bucks a month. Plus, get 50% off your first month when you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com and use the promo code G-R-A-H-A-M. That's the word Graham. The average family saves over 75 bucks a month. But if you need another reason, how about this? When you choose Pure Talk, you're choosing to support American jobs, not send them overseas to countries who don't even like us. You're choosing to support a company whose CEO is a United States veteran. And with Pure Talk's no-risk money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, then enter the promo code Graham and save 50% off your first month. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code Graham now. Yeah, I mean, it's a cop-out. I mean, it's like, it's like, oh, so... The, the Bible and scripture speaks to every area of life except for that one. Right. And the thing is that I think is interesting is that, uh, you know, we, people whine all day about politics. I mean, not only was every major leader that we love, every patriarch in scripture, not only were they all politicians, Abraham, Moses, David, yeah. you know, Isaac, all these guys, they were all politicians. But yet the Great Commission... You know, into Judea, Samaria, go into all the world, preach the gospel. Da, da. That is not. That is not uh, something that is isolated from politics. Like it's yeah. to go into go every, everywhere, but every political tribe yeah. and tongue. And so, if we look at the political realm and what people have done, and say, well, it's dark, it's hard. All the more we should send people in. Yeah. You know, all the more we should engage, and especially because that sphere of influence 
this is the thing that really gets me. The political realm regulates how all other realms function, i.e. the COVID season. We were told what we could do, what we couldn't do. People didn't know who their governor was before then. People didn't know who their senator was before then. People didn't know anything. And all of a sudden, they're taking orders from the political realm that they've refused to engage because it's a cop-out. Yeah. And yet these people are influencing so much of their life, how they do church, how they do, you know, everything. Politics is life. And that's yeah. what I tell everybody. Yeah. I have this conversation a lot with friends and everything. And they go, oh, you know, I just, I just don't, I just don't do politics. I just, yeah. and my response has always been, so, so you mean you don't care about your life? You don't right. care about anything right. that has to do with your daily life of how you right. exist? Because that's what politics actually is. And, and, and I agree, you know, I, I'll concede that, yes, there's been a dramatic shift. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the 80s, <clears throat> you know, nobody really cared too much because, one, we didn't have the resource of information that we have now. Right. But, but there was a clear separation there. People was like, ah, oh, you know, we can be friends and not talk about this and yeah. not talk about that. But now that's not the battlefield that we have mm-hmm. anymore. And so we were actually over there on Rumble talking about this the other day in the story of David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. And I actually, uh, even at 35, I'm learning things every day. And, and I actually had this, uh, you know, theologian break it down. You know, we romanticize these stories of, you know, all these stories in the Bible and all this stuff. And a lot of times David in that story is made out to be this scrawny little kid, has no clue what he's doing. And God goes down there and is like, shoot this toy slingshot at this guy and he's going to go down. When in the reality was, David was actually really smart because back in those days, there were three types of fighters in wars. There was the heavy arms infantry guys, that was your Goliath. You had your archers, and then you had your artillery, which would be the slingers, Mm -hmm. right? The people that slung rocks and stuff. And these dudes were deadly accurate, right? So David actually had a slinger slingshot back then. And so David knew, no, I gotta go fight this battle. But if I fight it the way he wants me to fight it, this dude's going to kill me. Like, 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 there's no Mm -hmm. way. I got to go about it a different direction. You know, Mm -hmm. they try to put the armor on him and he can't hold the armor and all this stuff because he knows that that's the wrong way to do it. I feel like the church has wanted us to fight the battle, This and, and the government as well. They want us to fight and or talk about Christianity this specific way to fight the battle the way they think we're supposed to fight it. When as actually what we need is a couple people that come in from the other side and say, no, that's not working. Right. You know, I think it's, and I'd love your thought on this. I think it's very safe to say right now that the way we've been doing church is not working. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, I think that what, what you're seeing, what you saw with COVID and the church in many places deemed non-essential and they just kind of took that on and said, okay, you're right. We aren't. And I'm sitting here going, you're crazy. Like how we've been worshiping for 2000 years through pandemic, through persecution, through flood. This is, this ain't even like, this doesn't even rank up there on on any of the world's you know? So I think that the cool church thing, is dying, yeah. which I think is amazing. So do I. You know, the fad Christianity is dying. The 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 entertainment of Christianity is dying, and I think we're coming back to that Matthew 16. You know, where Jesus says, "On this rock, 
He tells Peter, on this rock, I'll build my ecclesia, my church. That, that Greek word ecclesia means ruling body government. Yeah. I'm, wow. bu- I'm building my ruling body government and I'm not building my cool church. I'm not building my, mm. you know, my latest fad. I'm building something that can change the earth and the gates of hell won't prevail. So yeah. we're kind of, in many ways, I feel like we're graduating back to what we're called to actually be. Mm. You know, we're returning to our first love. Yeah, I know. I, I, I think it should be that way. 100%. You talked about the church is looking at politicians mm-hmm. instead of politicians looking to the church. Right. Uh, when I ran for Congress, I found this out. Um, they don't even, they tell you don't even waste your time going to churches anymore because they don't vote. Yeah. They, they, they don't care. It doesn't matter. You know, don't, don't even, oh, that's great. You're a Christian. Who cares? Nobody right. cares. You know, kind of thing. That's where we are. These are these are the the campaign managers. These right, are the people yeah. that do this for a living. They know that the church has become so weak yeah. and so timid yeah. in the realms of what actually happens in our society that people running for office are instructed, don't even go there because it does not matter. Right. I, I think to me that was one of the biggest eye openers for yeah. me. When I heard that, because, you know, South Carolina, Southern State, Red State, you know, you think, oh, church should be a big deal here. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. No, they don't care because political people, and this is something, you know, the audience needs to hear, they don't care about the church. Yeah. It, it used to be once upon a time. Right. That right. if the church wasn't on your side, right. you were in some serious trouble. Right. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I, I truly believe that what you said earlier was so powerful. We have the church that's depending on politicians to be bold Mm -hmm. so the church can start to be bold again. Like, oh, okay, well, you know, maybe once so-and-so gets back in the office, you know, maybe, maybe we can talk something then, but, but, but it needs to be flipped. And, and people like you are, are flipping that script back. And what, what does, what does somebody listening right now that he sees what we see, Mm -hmm. they feel what we feel, what does the average Christian, like, and that's a weird thing to say, but, but the average church attendee that sees this, they feel this, they hear this, but they don't know what to do. Well, what would your advice be to those men and women? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say my advice is, is, is simple. I think you need to find people. You need to find your tribe with a like heart. You need to connect with people. Um, you know, I know, I know the, the way even COVID rearranged things where it was like, I mean, I became friends with people across denominations that I probably would never hung out with in church. Yeah. Mm, But the common denominator was, is that we were going to take a stand together. Right. You know, you may be baptized, you may not believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I do. You know, I'm a charismatic. You may be a whatever. You may be a Calvinist. I may be, you know, whatever. Expository. But it was like, but what, what united us together was now it's time for us to take a stand. So I think it's important for people to find places like that, life giving places they can plug into and 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 they, some of them are, are just popping up you know some yeah. of them are, are are new you know they're they're new but but the but it's cool man god is establishing a remnant there's a remnant that's rising up i would say find those people plug into those people and i would say and you know this is not cliche like read the bible like yeah. like people yeah. just need to read the bible like it's yeah. it's it's unbelievable to me i mean it, whatever it addresses every issue that we have 
It addresses homosexuality. It addresses gender confusion. Yeah. It addresses abortion. It, it addresses, addresses free speech. It you addresses know, uh, free, pe- Pro- free speech. Proverbs eighteen seventeen is one of my favorite ones on this show. And it says, uh, well, it's talking about legal matters at the yeah. time, but it's like the first one to state their case seems true until another person comes and tells the other right. side of the story. And and even free speech, the Bible yeah. talks about. And I love it because we have right now a society that is only letting one side of the story be told. Right. And they don't want people like yourself, people like the, you know, the pastors that are trying to do the right thing. There were pastors that almost got and did get put in jail for keeping their churches open. Like, like there are people standing up and, but, 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 but we have a culture right now in a society that wants to cancel and silence those people. As I know you saw Mm -hmm. in your documentary, like you said, we're going to see Antifa. We're going to see all these people that that wanted to shut you down. But 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 you stood bold in faith, my friend, and and, and I I respect you for that, Thank and you. I always will. Thank you. Um, where can people go to find out what you're doing and to support what you're doing? Yeah, they can go. Uh, they can go on our website, seanfoy.com. They can go to um, lettuceworship.us, lettuceworship.us to find our events, our upcoming events. Obviously, find us on social media. You can find the book on. Wherever, wherever books are sold, wherever um, books are sold, and uh, and yeah, I you know I I think I I feel like this is a really amazing season of awakening that's happening across America. I think it's starting small, but it's 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 real. It's good, yeah, it's and, real. And I think that you know it, now's the time where we need people, listeners, we need people, and we need everyone to be activated. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing I tell people, even if I'm preaching, like. Gone are the days where we just wait for the one man to do it. I, I honestly think one of the greatest gifts to America, and you may disagree with me, but one of the greatest gifts was actually Trump not getting another term so that we could see how crazy things are. Yeah. And so that, mm. okay, it's like now now we all got to be on our A game. Man, we, now were, we all we're about be to activated. wrap it up, but now you brought me here. I, I told everybody, <laughs> I said that I believe that Trump's greatest legacy will be whether he runs again or not, or, you know, none of it. His greatest legacy will be he removed the veil yeah. from D.C. and the government and what's happening right. in the states yep. for so many yeah. people. Yeah. I, I truly believe yeah. that if the Lord only used him for that reason, yeah. I truly believe that's what it was. Because, dude, I was in the Army for 12 years until about six, seven years ago when I got into doing this stuff. And you know, I just, I just did my job. I just did what I was supposed to do, which which I feel a lot of Christians are doing. We're just minding our own business. We're going to go to church. We're going to worry about ourselves, Mm -hmm. let all the crazy people talk and whatever. Problem is the crazy people aren't going anywhere. Problem is those people are starting to affect our culture instead of the church. And, and it's time for Christians to to, to get their head out of the sand. It is. It's time for us to, to, you know, we're, we're not, we're not called to be discipled by culture, but we're called to change culture. So I think that Now's the time to, for everyone to be activated, it, meaning register to vote, read your Bible, yeah. be a good citizen, yeah. engage, stop yeah. whining on Twitter about how crappy the world is. Start yeah. doing something about Victor it. Victor yeah. Mark said it best. Uh, he said, vote your Bible. What does yeah. the Bible say? Mm. So yeah. look at the candidates that are running. What does the Bible say against those people? Yeah. You know, kind, yeah. kind of thing. And, and that's how you vote. Yeah. And, and so anyway, 
Sean, thank you so much yes. for being on. Well, we, we, we love what you're doing here. You. Well, we got to have you come perform at one of our charity events we'll sometimes. Do it. Yeah, we'll do yeah. It. We'll we'll do we'd it. love do to it. have you out there. Let's do it. That's it. Check out Sean, <laughs> everything that he's doing. Uh, let us worship everything he's got going on. Go get the book. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I hope it inspired you. I hope it gave you encouragement that revival is coming. Mm -hmm. That's all we have for this episode, and we'll see you again next time.